Here we go. Welcome to episode eight. Mahalo. Do we have a... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's this podcast mainly on? What are we calling it? Reboots. Reboots. Yeah. Reboots and reboots. Delving into the Universal Monsters, Reboots, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, uh, Pet Peeves segment yet again. And then you get to hear a couple songs performed by... Uh, Yours truly. Yours truly. Yours truly. Mr. Lund. To uh, basically explain it, it's recorded in two different areas. And so if you hear a difference in sound quality or reverb, that's why. We apologise. And then, no, deal with it. It's part of the fun of podcasting. Exactly. Um, and there's two little songs. I might put one at the beginning and one at the end, or both at the beginning. Yeah. That would, we just randomly played because it was silly and fun. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's choppy, but enjoy the podcast. It's choppy, it's daft, but um, it's a good one. This week, me and Matty are going to download, so we were not sure when this one comes out. I'm not sure if there's going to be a on route download podcast. Yeah. Um, but there will definitely be like a overview when we get back. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Frying pans. Uh, Oxbloods have a gig coming up. We'll talk more where... about that in a bit. But that is at the Tudor in Wigan. And it's free. So. On July the twentieth. Worth looking into. Yeah. Frying pans. Frying pans. Frying pans. That's one main subject. If you get to the end and realise what we're talking to... about, uh, send us a photo of your frying pan. Your favourite frying pan, actually. Yeah. Oh, bullshit. Um, your best frying pan. Where can you get in contact with us? So you can check us out on Facebook, on Instagram and Twitter. And now, YouTube. At an earful oh, podcast. Oh, yeah. Go subscribe, comment. If you like. didn't hear that, again, that is an awful podcast. And if you didn't know, episode eight was like a, a goal, a milestone I wanted to get to. It's a big thing, so tell me it's a big thing, uh. but it's not that bad. <laughs> Cheers, Mike. Sorry, mate. Thanks, that was mate. A, that was like one of your that was like your emotional speech, wasn't it? It I was. I was channeling it. my inner Doctor King, <laughs> uh, and you fucking shot on it. So <laughs> you ruined it. Thank you very much. I'll hit you with a frying pan. Enjoy. Thanks. Bye-bye. Snug time. Oh, 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 baby. Whoa. Should I play oh, some music while she gets snug? Oh, oh, this is the snug song. This is probably the comfiest podcast I will ever do. <laughs> Sitting on the couch. <laughs> Quite comfy. What am I giving you, Nug? <laughs> to think, like, an eight-episode montage of the photo of just me and Matty cuddled up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What the fuck are we doing? <coughs> <laughs> Jesus. Anyway, where was we? Uh, We've got to cut that out of the podcast. <laughs> Have you seen the editing I do? It's just very basic. You'll see what I do. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) It begins. It does. Let's do this. Episode. Do you know what episode it is? It's episode eight. It is? Yes. Actually made it. So episode eight. How do you feel? 
This was my only goal in life. So after this, I'm going to kill myself. This is my uh, only I have purpose. Nothing to live for now. <laughs> um, yeah, pretty decent actually. I'm quite surprised at the fact that we've done eight episodes of this. Yeah, it's been fun. It's not ending, but two months of this. I mean, this is before we've even started with the interviews yet, as well. Yeah. Well, that that's what I wanted. Getting guests. No way, I wanted to do it on my own, so I dragged you two into it. Mm Mhm. And then it just got better and better ideas. My only goal was episode eight, so I have nothing to live for anymore. Apart from episode nine. Ooh, if anyone listens to it. <laughs> we'll just jump to episode ten. No one releases episode nine. No, just skip it. Mm. So what's your, what would you want to do now? Like future plans and like podcasts? What's, what do you want next for this? Um, well, I've been obsessed with podcasts out of all of us. Yeah. Like, it's a little unhealthy. Um, interviewing people, we definitely want to do. 100%. We want to interview bands. Local yes. bands, friends of ours that are talented, yep. who we like talking to and think do something decent. Um, yeah, that's what I want. What do you both want from it? Uh, I want to interview more bands, like you said. Uh, obviously, get more guests. Yeah. Um, go from there, but that's a coming thing, isn't it? Yeah, I, I think um, I've got a little Google form as well that I want listeners to fill out so we can decide what people like and what people dislike and make it better. Yes. That's the thing with podcasts. The first couple tend to be shit and then by episode 50... You just got to refine it and know what makes it work. And Yeah, it's like your first band. It's going to be bad, but it's going to be bad collectively. You're going to learn your mistakes and then go on from... That's it, so... <laughs> yeah, we're on band 435. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely are. Yeah, we are. Yeah, massively. What do you both want from the podcast? Relatively the same thing. Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. I'm just looking forward to um, getting guests in. And yeah, I'm super looking forward to that. Because when we did the uh, the uh, guest spot with Alex. With Alex, yeah. It was pretty good. Alex is such a character as well. It really yeah. uh, lifted the podcast. Yeah, that was, was good really fun. fun. Really enjoyed that. Um, how do you both feel about podcasts? Because you both, I don't think we're huge into it. I'm obsessed with some of them. I remember when you first started talking about podcasts to me and it was that, you're like, oh, I've got all these podcasts and shit like that. And I was like, why the fuck are you listening to podcasts? <laughs> and then it was only like the past year where you've kind there of like been like... The honesty. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it wasn't a massive now. thing then. It wasn't. It no. really wasn't. It was like a really niche thing. I think it was when I started uni or something. Yeah. And then it was the, when you started mentioning... Oh, <laughs> Wow. wow. That was, that was <laughs> Can't wait to edit that later. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Um, yeah, I think it's only when you start mentioning, oh, I want to do a podcast, I want to try it out and stuff like that. Right, right. I'm going to try and actually listen to him. So it's then started with like the Daniel P. Carter ones and stuff like that. Yeah, the, the um, podcast is so good. Yeah. But um, obviously, he's got so much experience from re- working at Radio 1. Tell you what, what you introduced me to the other week, which I really actually enjoy, is the Downbeat podcast. Yeah, it's good. So good. It's good. Shout out to them. Yeah, Craig Reynolds. Dude. Absolutely. Daniel P. Carter actual podcast episode, and that is amazing. It's crazy how many people are starting to do podcasts now, because Steve-O's just recently set his own one up as well. It's like, the, the main... One that I always remember was Ricky Gervais' show, which we just spoke about yeah. before starting this. But 
dad like a bit more production and it wasn't as DIY. Yeah. It was like there's an animator, there's breaks in between and it was Ricky and Steve Merchant taking the piss out of Carl Pilkinson. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean when you've got Carl Pil- Carl Pilkinson on there, I mean you it's like sorted yeah. like you can just listen to him like yeah, chatting you, about crap. You know you've ages. got gold. Yeah, you? yeah. Uh, it was kind of weird because you think a podcast is the boring bits of radio, yeah. just the talking. Uh, but then, like celebrities picked it up. So the biggest one is probably Joe Rogan. Yeah. Which is an American comedian who has now interviewed thousands of people. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. This is probably one of the giants in podcasting, though. Yeah, he's, like the money he's probably made from it is crazy. Yeah. But. I do like how anyone can just pick up a microphone, have a conversation with mates, and it's all friends. Ooh, friends. Podcast friends. Is <laughs> <It's> that segment? <laughs> Any guest that comes on. Friends. Podcast friends. Yeah, it's definitely shut up. Yeah. But like. See, I never thought about the talking stuff on radio to be bad. Like, I, when I used to, like, when I was in high school, listening to, like, Chris Miles and that in the morning. See, I hated it. Really? I, I was just like, when's the next song? That's all I'm interested in. See, I wasn't bothered about that. Well, do you know what I did once? I remember um, when I was in high school, Chris Miles did that thing where he, he was on radio for, was it, like, 48 hours or something yeah, like that? Yeah, yeah, And I remember I had my headphones in with me and I was listening to it. Con- so I went to school... So when listen I was going to, to yeah, and I like secretly put my headphone in just going to listen to it in class, and then we had PE as well, and I wrote myself a note out so I didn't have to do <laughs> PE, so I could stand at the side with my headphones in and listen to Chris Miles as if. Yeah. Jesus. The yeah, best yeah. thing about Chris Miles was where he did the one word weather with Nelson Mandela. What? It was like one word weather with Nelson Mandela, and he got to write and he went chilly. <laughs> yeah. Mint. We're going to do a 24-hour podcast. Could you imagine? Okay. How much coffee would we need? Now, that's the only thing I'm interested in it for. Yeah. How much coffee can yeah. we get through? How many coffee breaks can Matt do? Enough. Mm. We needed some serious batch from North Star Coffee. Yeah, if you want to reach out. Hey, North Star. <laughs> want to check us out? Yeah, if anyone doesn't know, Lund's Coffees is the only reason we actually do it at Lund's. And Ted. And, t- and Ted. And Ted. I think What's we up, bring dude? Ted with us. I don't know. I was not in talking mood today. Ted. But yeah, coffee is what we live for. Mate, he looks pretty comfy though. Usually he's walking all over the table. That's his usual spot. Oh. Oh. Oh, wait up. Oh. The beast is awake. You watched the movie, didn't you? <laughs> That's how I'm starting. <laughs> Didn't you watch a movie once? I did watch a movie once. Did you? Who watched what? I watched a movie. What was it called? Rugrats in Paris. Rugrats. The Wild Thornberries. Remember them? Nigel Thornberry. Thornberries. I remember that. Thornberries. No. Was the chimp? Yeah. <laughs> remember the yeah because the Rugrats did their movie with the Thornberries, didn't they? I don't know. I can't remember that much. Just That's know. what people listen to this podcast for. Well, form, Bruce. Yeah, Google that shit. If you don't remember that, I'll be amazed. No, you're going to type in the wild thornberries. Oh, my bad. God. Just reference. There we go. Just reference for everyone Googling this. The wild thornberries. Wait, no. No, it's a cartoon. Oh, he was in it. Tim Curry was in it. Was he? Do you not remember him with big nose? I do. I just assumed regrets, but... 
the more you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember this. And that was that. Right, so what did you watch the other day? So, to go on to the topic, like, let's talk about reboots, right? But first, the other night I watched... Previously, <laughs> <laughs> You're getting too close. <laughs> Previously, I'm Matthew Ashton. I'm getting so close to you right now. <laughs> uh, Casual song. Gorgeous. <laughs> okay, so the other night you watched a film. Yep, I watched The Mummy, right? Not and the which Brendan, mummy? Not the Brendan Fraser one, the which is one. very good. Because we all love the Brendan Fraser mummies, don't we? For the nostalgia, if you actually watch it again, it is not that much of a. It's not an amazing film, but for nostalgia reasons. Well, it's, it's better than film. the one I watched the other night, which okay. was the Tom Cruise mummy. Tom Cruise was in a mummy film. Yeah. More you know. More you and know. And how good was it? Might Was it actually that bad? It was alright, but... Basically, so the new mummy movie is like supposed to be for Universal, a complete reboot of the Universal Monsters. Okay. Which I, I don't know if, you, if any of you have seen any of the Universal Monsters. I heard about it, but I've not... I got my box set about a few years ago and decided to give it a go. So you're talking like all the old movies from like the 30s, Yeah, but when does... Wait, so, so it's not reboots, because... So they're starting a universe, aren't they? No, 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 basically, the Universal Monsters... Oh, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you've got Godzilla... Oh, no, 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 no. Wow, I'm way off. No. Way off. You're talking The Invisible Man, Wolfman, oh, Brian okay. Frankenstein, Frankenstein, Dracula... Nice. Um, Creature from the Black Lagoon, yeah. Phantom of the Opera. Right, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Has there never been the a mummy. reboot of the Black Lagoon before? Well, not long back, they were. Uh, what was he? Guillermo del Toro? Is that who you say? Mm, yeah. 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 I think I know who you mean. He, yeah. he made the film The Shape of Water. I don't know if anyone Oh, yeah, I've heard about that. Um, that's loosely based on Creature, Creature from the Black, Black Lagoon. Because, again, it's, the, it's like an underwater creature and the woman falls in love with it. And the creature falls in love with the uh, with the woman, which kind of what happens on the creature from the Black Lagoon. Right. Because that's loosely based on it. But anyway, this um, this mummy reboot they did was supposed to be the start of a start of a whole dark universe, right? As, they, as they're calling it, which is basically the reboot of the Universal Monsters. And uh, there's several references throughout the film. I don't know if you like if you guys have watched it, you'll get what I'm talking about. Um, where you actually meet Doctor Jekyll and Hyde. And basically, he has to use his portion to stop his other half coming out and like destroying the whole world. But he like he goes around the world when trying to say, find all these monsters. When you say other half, you don't mean his wife. You <laughs> mean his, his I can't remember it's which. Not one. like his angry wife no, coming no, out no, of the no, house. Like, you fucking bell. <laughs> Doctor Jackal. <laughs> but no, you like, do the washing up last night. I can't remember who's okay. who. I can't remember which one's the good one and which one's the bad one. I'm guessing Jackal's the good one. Yeah, it's Hyde, Mr. Hyde, Hyde, which is the the bad one. Do you not remember the series with um, oh, what's his name, James Murphy? It was like BBC series. It was done by Stephen Moffat. Yeah, I think I know what you're about. Um, that was called Jackal. That was pretty good. Yeah, that was like a ten part series. I tell you what was really good that I used to love on BBC the uh, Whitechapel series. Whitechapel yeah. was really good. <coughs> the, the modern version of Jack the Ripper. Ripper. Yeah, yeah, it was oh, really man, good. Was so good. Um, anyway, yeah. So you you meet. You meet Doctor Jekyll on there, and he's got his own like 
underground company where he goes around the world finding monsters and capturing them and making sure they don't get out into the world, which is how they end up meeting the, this guy. Well, yeah. Tom Cruise's character and, and then because obviously the uh, the mummies escaped and stuff. So is Tom Cruise's character based on anything from the actual other mummy film? Or no, not really. No, no. Um, just a guy. Yeah, he's a soldier on it. I suppose he's a soldier in the and the. Of course he is. He hears about these treasures and stuff, and then. Of course he is. They stumble <laughs> upon this uh, ancient. Does he do mummy. a Tom Cruise run? Yeah, he does a Tom Cruise run many times. Yeah. So. Do we all know what we're on about with a Tom Cruise of run? Of course. Have you heard Family Guy make a joke of Tom Cruise? Uh, he's running away from his gay thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about it's that. So <laughs> but yeah, um, you meet Doctor Jekyll on it, and then he, he does like a scan through like the whole of his like place, the world. Yeah, and you see like a like a vampire skull and stuff. So obviously referencing Dracula, you see like the hand of uh, what looks like this the um, the creature from the Black Lagoon hand or like swamping. Um, yeah, there's just loads of little left references in it, which would have been a good start to it, but the only problem was you've got Tom Cruise staring in it, which instantly makes it an action movie. I was going to say, it sounds, but it just does. sounds very action. Yeah, it is action-packed, and there's not much horror to it, which I think is what they're lacking, because if you think about it back in the 1940s, like stuff like, like Boris Karloff and The Mummy, and Boris Karloff was in the, like Frankenstein. He was known for all these horror movies that were really, really scary. Like back then, that it was, was like, beyond what you could yeah. think of, and that you've never, when it was you've put never seen anything picture, like it. it. Yeah, it was terrifying. Yeah. The way so the question watch. is: Is it because it, it involves Tom Cruise that it's a bad film, or <laughs> is it the fact that the actual visionary for the film was targeted wrong? They went for the wrong target they audience. They went for the wrong target audience. I think they thought, right, we've got Tom Cruise here in this film, starring it. Right, this is gonna get us instant. Like an instant hit, but they didn't realise what comes along with Tom Cruise's action movies. <laughs> it's just basically Mission Impossible, yeah, a bit more mystical yeah, stuff. Yeah, mummy in it. I'm yeah. just looking at IMDb now, and it's the first genre listed on under it: action, adventure, fantasy, and the last one is thriller. So the horror's not even mentioned. No. So no. how can you reboot a horror franchise of like universal Universal monsters yeah. and target it to people who like action movies? Yeah. Like. The people who love the Universal Monsters are diehard horror fans. Like, these are the people that absolutely love horror movies. Why would they want to watch a reboot of their like favorite, like horror films? Yeah. And being turned into an action movie, do you know what I mean? Like, if they want to target it to the right people, when you're rebooting the Universal horror franchise, you want to make it for diehard horror fans because yeah. you will get the money in from that. They they'll love it. You've just got to make it scary and. Like for nowadays, obviously, if to get a film really scary, you've got to, you've got to make it really scary. Do you not think because you're comparing it to the other monster movies where they actually did something dramatically different because that was never seen in picture before, that it's got like too much of a a pedestal to reach. Like they can't match the impact the other monster movies have. Yeah, I guess in a way you're never going to be able to get the impact then because. So many horror movies have been churned out now. But wouldn't like the aim... horrors and stuff. Yeah. Wouldn't the aim be... So, the only thing that comes to mind, weirdly, is how when there's a film and they try and remake it like the classics, like with the phrases, like the old films. So, like, for example, <laughs> like, where they tried to do it with La La Land and they tried to make it like an old-fashioned film. Yeah. Stuff like that. So, would it not be the approach then to be go, like... 
try and do that vibe instead. So instead of trying to make it scurry as such and all that. Yeah. To aim to make it like an old film as such. So what do you mean like with when the film they like try and base it back in so yeah, do it in that type of thing, but not to go for like the scur factor, yeah. but to kind of go for the way that the cinematography and go in that aspect yeah, yeah. instead. It's too, it's universal at the end of the day though, isn't it? Oh yeah. So they're just going to throw budget and go get the best camera, get this, rather than going, well, should we not use this type of camera and maybe edit it this way? Like they'll just throw money in. They go. literally went all the way through it. Like you can, especially CGI wise, there's scenes that it were. London's being plagued by the curse from this mummy. Yeah. And the whole of London's literally like upside down. Like, but the vibe's gone from it because it's not. The vibe's gone from it because yeah. basically you've got Tom Cruise running away from the mummy and then in <coughs> London. Yeah. You doing would, a Tom Cruise run. You'd think like with all that CGI and like the potential, you could make it different, scary, and you know, yeah. like the old monster movies. So I was just looking on IMDb. The budget. Like, Jesus Christ, 125 million. And it flopped? Yeah, and like some of the reviews seem like massive dis- disappointments. So that's completely wrote off the Dark Universe right now because they've not even posted anything on Twitter since that movie came out. Yeah, so this was supposed to have the impact of this is what you can expect from but, this. But that's why it flopped. Universe. When they heard about, obviously loads of horror fans heard about the, the, the universe being rebooted. Yeah. They watched that and was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like, if that's the direction, you, you don't want to do it. And I, I like what Marvel did. Because <clears throat> let's face it, it's Marvel that gave everyone this idea. In, no, I, I, actually... Universe. The actual real original multi-universe idea. Can anyone guess what it is? Ooh. IT crowd. Because <laughs> you imagine. I don't want to mention it. What's it running on? Vista. <laughs> We're going to die. Um, I have no idea. It was Freddy versus Jason. Ooh. That was the first original, apparently multi-universe Does that count, idea. Though, because. So, I, I get that, and it's the same, like, Alien versus Predator. Yeah, yeah. But Marvel made an actual... Success of it. ...schedule of, you've got to watch Iron Man, and then watch this, watch this, and then there's the <coughs> Avengers, yeah. and so on. Because that's what the comics did. Yeah. Um, but you, you get what I'm saying when you say when I say the Marvel method of yeah. a shared universe. Question, was Friday the 13th under New Line Cinema? like? Yes, originally. It, the thing was, with the last... Friday the 13th film before was it like Jason Goes to Hell yeah something like that yeah. um, and then you had Jason X as well after that yeah so you have that last cut scene where he has this mask in the sand and then again comes through and it's like Freddy Krueger's glove grabs it and pulls it down yeah it was from that film that was under New Line before then it was under I can't remember top of my head which um, cinema company it was with but that's when they then decided to try and merge the idea of doing the Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, yeah, so because New Line was originally Kruger, was the Elm Street yeah, franchise. Yeah, yeah. That's what mainly what they were known for. Um, that's when they then got Friday the 13th franchise as well, and that's yeah. where it went from there. Yeah. Was it? yeah. Like and obviously, it. they then went on to be rebooted again. Yeah. Which we'll get into in a bit. But what I was saying was, like, <clears throat> I like that method. Marvel pulled it off well. I don't think everyone needs to do it, though. No. It's becoming no. a disappointing thing because you set up something like this where 
you have all this potential for amazing horror movies that people love. Yeah. And it disappoints you. So then there's not going to be any investment towards rebooting those movies now that it's flopped and everyone's impression of it at the moment is, well, what's the point? You need to get the right director as well. I'm not too sure who directed the Mummy film. Shall I find out for you? Yeah. You, started, yeah. you need to get a director who's in love with horror films, who, who loved the old horror films. I mean, it needs to be the right vision. But they've yeah. also got to want to do it. Alex Kurtzman did The Mummy. What's he previously done? Uh, he's previously done Sleepy, uh, Sleepy Hollow. He was a producer. Star Trek, Transformers. So action movies. Though. Hawaii Five-0. Sci-fi, yeah, it's action. Oh. Sci-fi. Uh, Limitless, Now You See Me. There you go. So, the so, they've, so they've got an action slash sci-fi director directing one of the first of the reboot of the Universal series of horror. Like, why? Why would you do that? Who would you want to direct well, a monster movie? If they were to reboot... James Wan. Well, he's, he's one of them. Does he not more, I don't, do more paranormal and... It does, but you got to think of the thrill factor you got from the first Conjuring. It, it would, but it would be a good to do like several different directors... Like they all work directors together. that they all work together to to, to, well, to yeah. chip in maybe for like even like one movie each because I think if they did a Phantom of the Opera reboot and they wanted to keep it scurry but then appeal to an audience because it's kind of like a musical as well in bits because mm. because you, you know nowadays they're gonna try and milk a musical out of it of course Phantom yeah of the Opera but obviously like if they wanted to make it scurry like like a fifteen but yeah it was a musical as well. I it's think, like type of Sweeney Todd, but better. Yeah, well, I think Del Toro will be perfect for that because if, mm. if you watch The Shape of Water, that there's so many references to the creature of the Black Lagoon, and it's really good. It's not a horror film. I don't even know what, what you call that that film, but you, he obviously is massively into his horrors, isn't he? Like, yeah. and he's done directed loads of horror movies, but I know because of the way that film went, he'd be perfect for like Phantom of the Opera reboot. So you put forward him. I'm guessing you'd be putting forward James Wan. Yeah, I'd say that. I'd say Andy Muschietti, who did It. Ah, That's yeah. a monster movie, in a sense. Yeah. That'd be, a nice That'd be little, interesting. That's a nice little combo. There you go, we just made it. Well, you gotta, yeah, I think you have to be, you'd have to do it piece by piece. It's kind of like a chess game where, like, for example, the Marvel Universe, you start with John Farabee, who's done, obviously, did the Iron Man films, and now done yeah. Jungle Book and stuff like that. They started off with a good director, and because they built that platform, they could then move on from that. That's obviously yeah. how Marvel's then become its own thing. Um, but I think from the first, like, phase one, as they call it, they had to go for directors that they knew would kind of make it a home run for them. Yeah. It's then they would then took chances on, like, um, Tiger Waititi, if that you've, you've pronounced it right, for, like, Thor Ragnarok and stuff like that, mm-hmm. the more, like, independent film uh, directors and stuff like that. Yeah. But yeah, so how would you? So you'd obviously market it as more as a horror thing. In what order would you say you would have gone for like doing the Dark Universe? If you said if you started with a mummy and you did well, what would you yeah. go for next? Well, obviously, like, the mummy's like quite a big, big film, isn't it? Like, yeah. there's been a lot of mummy films. So coming out with a new one, you've got to come from the approach like you've got to kind of make it original at least. Make it its own thing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Make it its make it its own thing. And actually make it a horror. They're like, I don't know if you start with Dracula first because again, there's loads of Dracula movies. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
think people's perception of Dracula as well, they just sort of eye roll because it's been done so much. And... Well, the old Draculas are really good. So, you know what I mean? But one of my favourite Draculas was um, the Bram Stoker's Dracula yeah. with Gary Oldman in it. That's perfect. Like, you've got it set back in like... The ni- I think it's like the 1920s. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Or maybe even earlier. Maybe something like that, though, isn't it? Something like that. But that is completely, obviously, because it's like, is very accurate towards the book. Yeah. And the whole, just the cinematography in it and everything, the whole thing is just perfect for what a Dracula film should be. It's got the right amount of horror in it. The right amount of gore. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, just, it's just perfect. If you were going to do it like a Marvel film, just referring back to it again, you'd have to then start with something which is like a BC list character film. Build on it. And then work on it from that. The reason Iron Man did so well is because obviously it wasn't... It was a B superhero. Yeah. They they made it into a major thing. Yeah, they had the rights to Iron Man because no one bought it when they went bankrupt. Exactly. So they made it a big... Well, I think if they wanted to do the universal thing, I think you'd start off with a Jekyll and Hyde film. So if they wanted to go along the similar routes of what they did with The Mummy, where they uh, had... Because basically, if you think about it, Jekyll's kind of like an Iron Man character. He's going to tie he's, the he's, whole he's, thing he's, together, isn't he? Do you know what I mean? He's the, he's the main point where everyone's going to get tied around it. So obviously, mm. Iron Man created the Avengers, in a way. Started the Marvel Universe. We'll go with that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I got what you mean. just kind of based themselves around yeah. Iron Man because he's kind of bring, bringing them all together. Yeah. Which is what Jekyll... I'd say guess, Jekyll's more than Nick Fury. Of, yeah, that's yeah. the one, yeah. yeah. I'd say the Nick Fury. Could like, you imagine Samuel Jackson? There's <laughs> no Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah. I would love that movie. But do you know what I mean? Like, they, were, like, they were going for a thing of where Jekyll was basically bringing all these monsters together yeah so if they wanted to carry on with that that's a good idea that's one good thing out of that movie because that could bring all the characters together and maybe tie it in with that now I don't know about having like all the monsters though in films together it'd be a it'd be a bit weird what the idea was do you not remember there was a film with Sean Connery called The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen like it was based on like the Invisible Man and stuff yeah, like that yeah I heard about this I never and it was seen as like a really medium film. As a kid, I really enjoyed that film. I thought the concept was awesome. You had all yeah. these different things yeah. and stuff like that. Um, it could be very good, but it could be very messy as well. It could be like... Which is an issue with some of the... That's when they get carried away with it and they just start churning them out. So I don't really know, actually. But I think start, maybe start with the Jekyll and Hyde film would be a good idea. It doesn't even have to have like all of them together. Maybe just separately and then it just references one another. That yeah. might be enough. Yeah. Um... Yeah, in terms of the monsters, I reckon that would be enough. It doesn't have to have them all together because then what's the purpose? Yeah, I know what you mean. So we're talking about reboots. But let's talk reboots. Well, another thing with um, with uh, like the old films, it's weird because they got a lot of, like the similar actors as the main roles to play the monsters. So basically, you know, like for Frankenstein, you had um, Boris Karloff, and he also played the mummy. Oh, right, okay. In the same universe. Yeah. And then I think, if I'm... How much, who is it now? It might have been Lon, Lon Chaney, I think it was. Lon who played uh, the Phantom of the Opera. No, that actually that <laughs> original. Lon Chaney, so, and now he's uh, sat podcasting with us right now. Look at that. Good old Lon. What you like that? Claude Rains, actually, sorry. So Claude Rains played the Phantom of the Opera. And then he also played... The Invisible Man. Ah, uh, right, okay. 
Which is crazy, you know what I mean? Getting like, especially when they're all based in the same universe. Yeah. The same. That's a nice way to actor tie it in a way. It is. Yeah. yeah. Subtle references as well. Yeah. Okay, so let's start reboots. Um. So what is everyone's like most disliked reboot currently of a film that you really like? Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. I think we're all gonna go. Are we going yeah. down that route now? It's... And Friday the Thirteenth wasn't that good either. So anything done by New Line? Yeah. Okay. Very disappointing. Unfortunately. So I can start this quite easily on this run, as you know. I'm a very big Elm Street fan. Um, what the fuck <laughs> is probably the best way to phrase yeah. it. So on the premise of Nightmare on Elm Street, one of the big observations and air feelings about it is that the fact that they kind of played it too close to the original but then the bits that were they tried to change were too much of a step away from what the original idea was but in the sense that it wasn't like it would have been done and good to kind of completely come up with a brand new concept no Nancy yeah. no anything like that so it wasn't like the first Elm Street film yeah. but then come up with better ideas and not changing what the character's uh, motives were and stuff like that, like they did in the reboot, but just creating a different storyline, like a completely different timeline. If you get what I mean, because if yeah. you're seeing it, you know what I mean. Change it up. Well, because what like... they did with Kruger in the reboot was that they made him into a pedophile and they burned him for being a pedo. I, yeah. I remember I got confused at that point because I was starting asking you, wasn't he pedophile? You're like, nope, that is the reboot. Well, the yeah. best thing about the original is like. Like you're wondering like who this character is, like why why is he appearing in people's dreams? They keep him like a mystery for yeah. like ages. Which is similar to what they did with Michael Myers in Halloween. Like well Michael yeah, Myers that was the whole thing. He's supposed to be a mystery, but yeah. why why is he do why is he killing people? Which is, again is the same thing. And then obviously they went on and did the whole like Louis Strode's his sister and he's killing do you know what I mean? And yeah. So that's kinda of where Elm Street strayed away from as well, because like in obviously the sequels they did with it was that um, they created all this backstory where like Alice Cooper played his dad and yeah, that yeah. his mum was a nurse at her um, mental asylum and then one night she got locked in by with all like the um, prisoners and got raped and thus for yeah. creating this lunatic Freddy Krueger character and stuff like that. It's crazy. And then, now it just read a bit too far away from it. Mm. So, luck as well. Which is, yeah, so I, I know I do agree with you. Like if I was to see a, a Nightmare on Elm Street street like remake and rather it be like just don't bother with a backstory at first just leave that completely out start fresh with different characters mm. and just because everyone's just trying to push maybe to a similar storyline but just completely separate. yeah everyone knows who he is anyway so yeah we don't, we're not dumb enough to go oh it's a reboot boot so it might be something completely different it's got mm. the same name we're not dumb but the only problem is like robert englund man like it just, it did just... everyone see his appearance in the Goldbergs like yes. yeah it was yes, great it was. it was awesome yeah see that that new Freddy Krueger again you just can't it looks like a fish <laughs> that <laughs> looks like a fish that's yeah. a problem like you can't get away with it like you can with Michael Myers like putting a mask on someone it's like Robert England's face is Freddy Krueger like, yeah do you think it was now, I'm sure back when it was made, we were probably begging for a new Nightmare on Elm Street at 2010. Mm. But now, in retrospect, that didn't need to be made. No. Because it just ruined your thoughts of it. I think if it was done well, like, 
it is like done like success and stuff like that, then maybe I think the issue you've got is because it's with such a major line film company like New Line. Who yeah, usually where the issue stands with it. They usually provide solid Though saying that, it came through Warner. Which has obviously had all the issues with Justice League and stuff like that and Yeah. Etc. But that's a different story. So I've been brewing this in a while where there is a few different ways I'd want them to reboot it if they want to reboot it. Right, okay. One is the it's not a long like longevity bit where if they brought Robert Englund back for one film. But I know they would never stop with that, so then obviously that's not going to be a possibility because yeah. they're obviously going to go, oh, they've got this, let's make we, another and we another. make money off it. Yeah, let's do it again. Again and again and again. Which is why they're probably going to be another Halloween sequel after this one yeah. and go from there and there and then until they bleed it dry. So the reason why, obviously, I've just seen this before, um, the reason why there's not been a Nightmare on Elm Street reboot is because they're doing The Conjuring. Conjuring's part of New Line as well. Yeah. So they're going to absolutely rake the Conjuring franchise get everything they can out of it which is why it's keeping kind of Freddy kind of in his boiler room for the <laughs> meanwhile until <laughs> the, in the future tapping his claws on his table um, the way I'd want to do it is two ways either they completely do like a different storyline where they make obviously Freddy a person hello Ted he's back Ted he's back um, yeah so you make it a completely different storyline Maybe I mean like Nancy as a character, but like as a B side character, where she's older, she's had the experience of it, kind of like what the Nancy's mum was in the first Elm Street. Yeah, kind of like have it like that parallel. Film. Yeah, with like Laurie. Yeah, yeah, so it's kind of having that concept to it. The other alternative, which I don't know if you'll agree with it, they do a Netflix series of it. Do you know what? I don't think I'd hate that because they did a Scream mm. uh, Netflix series. I didn't like that. I liked I, it. I really liked it. It was I like the MTV first college, but don't, college horror. But right, thing. what was good about Scream was it was nineties and it was that sort of style. So, but Scream Four was it. type of like that, wasn't it? Because yeah. they got rid of the whole thing. It was everyone with mobile phones, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So that's what they did in the series, and I really liked <clears> it. And then the last episode referenced uh, Halloween, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd want that two ways. Either they do it like they did with Scream. And they make I, it into. I, thought that was good. I, I actually generally thought they were going to make it into like a multi-universe where they make it into like the Ad Scream and then they have Elm Street as well. Yeah. Didn't like they in, do a Nightmare on Elm Street TV series already? No, they did. When it was obviously the original Elm Street franchise, they did a TV series called Freddy's Nightmares, where it was like these little short stories and like Brad Pitt made an appearance as one of the people getting killed off and stuff like that. Right. Um, the other way I'd want it to do it is if they did it kind of like in a seven type-esque way where it's a person finding all these killings Ooh. and that you're building on this where you don't know the killer until right at the end where there's this twist and that obviously is then Freddy Krueger yeah and that, you don't see him until you don't actually episodes. see the murders until nope. it goes back so what how would, we, how would they market that though because they couldn't market it as like a Freddy Krueger well that's the thing you wouldn't what would you call it I don't know that's a different conversation, yeah. but can you think of the idea of where? Maybe spoiled though. You know, as soon as that series gets released, everyone's going to be like, "Oh, the new Nightmare on Elm Street series." Well, if that Disguises. was the case, mm. would people not just view it as, "Oh, it's a cop out"? At the end, you get to say it's just Freddy Krueger. Yeah, 
I mean, might it'll not get be. spoiled straight just, away. Yeah, the series there's loads. Years. I think there's loads of holes to do with it. That'd be a cool like changing it up like that is a great idea though. Mm. Changing it up like or that, or maybe having it where you knew that it was obviously Freddy Krueger as like your uh, your antagonist and stuff like that, but it was based on like the pre-trials and obviously with all they got him through like obviously for the crimes and stuff like that, and I mean it's like a prequel as such in comparison right. to. Obviously, but then you'd obviously delving back into the, the backstory of it. Yeah, would they do that then? Would, like, would they I think you'd have to do it more great. Side of Freddy Krueger again. Though? But he wasn't. He was a child killer. I think it was only yeah. in the reboot that he was a pedo. But yeah. so I've been making like some horror stuff uh, a while ago, and I was trying to think of, like what is the most frightening thing that's actually out, and it is a pedophile. Yeah, because they prey on innocent people who cannot defend themselves. Which is children, so I get why they went that angle. It's good, but it might yeah. have ruined. I think it was just from the actual fans perspective. Yeah, from from, go, from a fans perspective, it's kind that. of like um, it was too much of. It wasn't like a complete like U turn on the character. Yeah, but it was, it was like twisting it. Yeah, a bit more to go. You've not made. Let's modernize this. Yeah, but to me, the the idea of what's the most frightening thing out there. That you know isn't any monsters or ghosts that we yeah. don't do or don't. Yeah, yeah. It is fucking pedophile. Mm. Um, but I feel that's where they went wrong with it in terms of they kept it too much like the original in some senses, and in other senses they just kind of went too far left wing. And it's one of them where hearing myself say that it's kind of like, well, is there a right answer to this? Yeah, <laughs> is there, yeah. It's kind of weird there... because it's like. Obviously, you love your horror characters, but then like when they when they've done that to Freddy, it's like, can I actually like Freddy because he's a pedophile? <laughs> well, it's, it's because like, I think in the original franchise they made him so likable. Well, to be honest, you both like Ian Watkins. If we listen to the last <laughs> episode, so I'm Careful. just saying, Careful. <laughs> Ian Watkins never murdered anyone, did he? Yeah, um, it was, was crazy with Nightmare because anyway. obviously. It was, it's, <laughs> He's quite, he's quite a scary character in the horror film side of it was good, but he also had that little comedic side of it yeah. to make you like him. But that's what kind of ruined it in the, the end, like in the last film where it was like Freddy's Dead one where he's like a video game character and he kills someone in the game and he kills him and then looks at like the score points and then goes, oh, wow, a brand of, like my highest score and things like that. Because <laughs> then he gets his little control thing on his glove to then move it around and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, I've lost completely lost my train of thought. I was about to say something, which I guess is kind of where they got the idea with Scream, like making Scream kind of like obviously scary, but well, it was, it was taking the piss out well. of itself, wasn't yeah. it? Because at the point where it was nineties and stuff like that, it was that the point where there was that many slasher films and all of that. Yeah. It was like let's take the piss out of this franchise, this genre, yeah, and then build on that, which is what was good about it. And then they like, overanalyzed horror films, even though. Yeah, itself, yeah. yeah, I did enjoy that. If they were to do it, I think like I think why have, it was kind of like do a flip on what they've done. So don't change the actual intentions of the character and stuff like that. Don't mess with that, but actually change the storyline. Yeah, I think they just went about it the wrong way. Yeah, like you say, you could have gone like several murderers, murderers, several murders. Um, several Freddies <laughs> and this person is arriving seeing them I think that would be a really good way of doing it I think that would be the best way of doing like it that. and having that where it's like obviously references to the old franchise and when I say the old franchise I mean just the first film mm. and you've not got to like 
if you were going if they did reboot it down that route um i mean get in contact but it would just be subtle references that it's freddy at yeah. first mm. and, you know i mean the choice of but i think if you did so. it as a tv series i think the actual you concept could... of it would work yeah because you've got enough there. If you did it, didn't like do it like a full twenty-two like episode season stuff like, but doing like an eight-episode thing, mm. and you built it up and all of that. I think that would work. I think it would be really good. So that was a reboot you hated. Is there a reboot you've both watched that you like? It. Yeah, I was gonna say it. Yeah, it. definitely it. There we go. Um. Yeah, I thought it was really good. One film that I... I was trying to think of what I would want to be rebooted. Although my favourite movie is The Shining. There's already been a reboot. No, it's not that I know of, has there? No, there's not shit. I'm, no. I'm again mixed up. I'm thinking of um, Psycho. Sorry, man. <laughs> no, it's alright. Um, yeah. So, Stephen King hated uh, The Shining film of Stanley Kubrick. But it got a cult following and everyone loved it. But there is apparently a sequel coming out at the end of this year. That ah, yes. Called Doctor Sleep. Now, I don't know too much about it. Ian McGregor's in it, right? He is. Is no trailer or no any trailer. promotional posters? I've seen there? like behind the scenes shots of Ian McGregor. Yeah, um, not that I've seen. So the idea is following on from the events of The Shining, and now adult Danny Torrance meets a young girl with similar powers and tries to protect her. From a cult known as the True Knot, who prey mm. on children, sounds pretty decent. Oh. I'm looking forward to that rather than a reboot, because it's not ruining. Or is this going to be like a horror slash thriller or thriller horror? It's going to be very similar to The Shining. There's the poster for it. That looks pretty cool. Let's have a look. It does. it does look really cool. Oh, cool. Is it is it an actual Stephen King book? Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's an actual sequel then. Yeah. To the Shining. So I've, I've been reading um, The Shining lately and like how much more yeah. in-depth that book is. It's like it, isn't it? Like the first scene with George is like tons. Like it's not it takes like... ages to go through. Yeah. So that the guy that is directing it was an editor on The Haunting of Hill House. Oh. And Oculus. Oh. Should be very good. And Hush, if you ever watched that. Yeah, Hush is good. Um... I've got like a lot of hope for that. Comes out on Halloween as well. Neat. Is there any film you'd want rebooted? Because you've just had your film that you want yeah. rebooted, I'm guessing. Halloween. Yeah. In the best way, though, with the original director. And, yeah. yeah. You all know, if you would have listened to episode. The Halloween episode? Halloween episode. Which uh, was episode. Six. No. As you can tell, four? We our episode. Yeah, four. It was was four. Episode yeah. four. Episode four, then you know how much I enjoyed that film. We'll go back and before we get on a tangent about it and just listen to episode four. <laughs> yeah, go for it. Because I can talk for days about that. We need I think we need a more in depth Halloween one as well. because uh, at one point we were this podcast was gonna be us watching movies and talking through them. And it failed miserably at the first one. Yeah, we, yeah, we just get too involved in the movie. Yeah, and yeah we're just watching like, it. Oh, uh, we've not spoken <laughs> for yeah, 10 minutes. <laughs> exactly. But I think we might have to do it for Halloween. So I'll yeah. do a commentary through it. Yeah. Just because how much you love that movie. Yeah. Nice little six hour podcast. <laughs> the 1978 one and 2018. Mm. 
Mm. Book your day off. 10 degrees. Tens down. <laughs> um, should we move on? Yeah. You're going to play your segment? No. I'm going to like record it and then send it <laughs> over and then we can pop it in. Now. Okay, there we go. There we go. Um, How's that? <laughs> that is, if you edit oh, yeah. if, if I'm that fast at editing oh, yeah. before I go to download. Oh, good God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's pet peeves. Pet peeves. Pet peeves. So come on then. Uh, what, what what's our pet peeve topic? I think you wanted to do adverts, didn't you? Adverts. adverts. And we're not talking. Oh, this TV show is on a quick break. Here's the series of adverts that we're familiar with. We're talking. I'll go watch a YouTube video for free, and here's three adverts in a row, and then. Oh darn! It's gone. It's, it's gone in. so bad now. Here's isn't it? another one. I get it, that's how they're making the money, but... But fuck you for doing that. <laughs> way over, but, like, Facebook videos now, like... Add one of two. two. Yeah, like, yeah. two adverts in a Facebook yeah, video. Like, what? Go on a Lab Bible article and click on that, and then you always like, press this video to see it, and click it. Advert. Fuck. <laughs> God. It, it's getting worse and worse, but I kind of get it at the same time, because it's the only way they can make money from it. And like, just getting random adverts as well on my Facebook. Right, this is one I've been having recently. Yes. Viagra. Yes. Viagra adverts. That like, one and a strict club impressed. Yeah, and I've, I've had that one as well. And it, like, <laughs> hands down, right now I have not googled Viagra or strip clubs on my phone. I work in honestly. Preston, and I don't even get that strip club recommended to me. What's I get like. Lucy, oh, well, 22, that. is waiting for you. Oh, I get those, yeah. And yeah. it's weird that you're actually getting the same adverts as well. Like, yeah. What's, so, what is it with these like, random Viagra adverts going in? Is it, is it like... What conversations have you both been having? I know. Viagra. Because, like, caught in another podcast, on the, the Joe Rogan podcast, and there's a video on YouTube. Um, it's like, start talking about something you don't have, and then you start seeing adverts for it around your phone. Yeah. So there's a video on YouTube, people going like, don't forget... Babe, we've got to pick up that cat food. Oh, we've run out of cat food. And they just keep mentioning cat food around the phone. They don't have a pet. And then they keep getting pop-ups for cat food off Amazon and stuff. Yeah, it's mad. Your phone's listening to you and you don't know it because it it happened to me once. I had my phone in my pocket and I was chatting to someone about um, holidays to the uh, Great Wall of China and just looking around that and because they've been to the Great Wall of China. I've not searched it on my phone. I was chatting about the Great Wall of China for ages and I went home and then, uh, like, literally clicked on Facebook, scrolled down a little bit, boom, Great Wall of China. I was like, "Are you are you kidding?" I'm like, gonna do. If we keep saying the word coffee table, ooh, yeah, but mate, you searching no, no. coffee on your phone all the time. You need to do something unrelated. Yeah, but I don't really coffee sponsorship. No, coffee we can't do coffee because no, we always coffee talk about coffee endorsement. Anyway. If we're going to do it, let's talk about something that we've... So we've got to come up with something ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. Like... Oh, there's not even a holiday destination somewhere. Anal beads. <laughs> no, I won't come up. I've been... I won't come up. If Viagra come up, I'm hopeful for anal beads. <laughs> <laughs> right, just let's, let's think of something like... Okay. Wait, but do you know what's quite holiday ironic? Holiday destination or somewhere. Do you know what's quite ironic? So we're complaining about adverts on a podcast that we hope to future have sponsorship advertisements (laughs) but the ones we will have hopefully we support exactly it's the right adverts it'll be coffee that's that's all it'll it'll be what about the pyramids in egypt no i'm thinking frying pan oh frying pan frying pan 
Frying How pan, many frying, frying pan. pans do you own? Frying pan, frying pan, frying, frying what pan. What sort of frying pan are you talking about? It's got to be a non-stick we, frying pan. Non-stick frying pan. Apparently. Non-stick <laughs> frying pan. <laughs> frying pan, frying pan, frying pan, frying pan, frying pan. I wonder why that works for your phone, though, when you're searching, like, when you're talking about frying pans. <laughs> I wonder why it, like, listens to that and then literally just, like, sends that to an advert. Like, it's mental. I would love if people are at home listening to this on the, like, Frying pan or something, and, and they look on their phone. Oh, frying mate. pans are just shot, uh, popping up. The frying pans are taking over. The inception of frying pans. <laughs> Panception. Frying pan. I wonder what the biggest frying pan is that you can get. You need a pretty big grill for that frying pan, but I wonder how big that like, the biggest frying pan is. I'd probably say it's one for like a crepe. Do you need a crepe frying pan? Crepe frying pan. 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 No, we've not got to download a frying pan. We have literally just lost about 10 listeners, maybe. All our listeners. Yeah, all our listeners. This will be known as the frying pan episode. The frying pan segment. Forget pet peeves. So we'll let you know in a couple of podcasts if we get any advertisements for... Hang on. Frying pans. What are we looking for, Lund? Frying pan. And that was the frying pan section. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you sound like Phoebe from Friends? Yeah. Smelly cans. Smelly again. Smelly frying pan. Frying pan. Frying pan. Frying pan. Frying pan. <laughs> frying pan. <laughs> Thought I just had an advert for frying pan. <laughs> we'll soon see. Laura, how many frying pans do you own? You can answer. Why, is this pod- <laughs> <laughs> Why are you talking about frying pans? Are you telling pans? us you don't listen to our frying pan episodes? <laughs> This is our frying pan segment. Well, basically, we're going on. Yeah, we're talking about how, like, when you speak about things that you've never even googled on your phone, like completely unrelated, that your phone listens to you, and adverts come up for those things. It's weird. (laughs) So, so so we're just talking about frying pans now. See if frying pans pop up. See if the experiment works. Ted knows. Ted talks. Ted talks. Ted talks. Why have you never thought of that? I don't know. There you go. We I took any other picture of him apart from that. That's, that's the cover photo. Deal. Done. Done. Thanks, Laura. Okay, thank you, Laura. And that was Laura. <laughs> okay, thanks. Do you have to fry him, panel? <laughs> frying pan on? Frying pan. Frying pan. Okay, we're going to take right, this section. Yeah, right. Done of that. that was a very small pet peeve section, but. I, think that was not, I don't think that was the end of the pet peeves run. Are we still going? Let's yeah. keep on going. Worst type of adverts for me is, if you don't remember it, there was an advert back in like 2006, seven, where it was the energy drink advert with the hills and the woman pops up at the end. Oh, God. Oh, I remember that. Do you remember like, that? Yeah, man, that was scary. I hate that advert. Yeah. I only know, knew that for like Bluetooth in it, people on phones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before you had internet access on your phone. No, it was there was a film that we which every year is like the last week of you being in primary school and you just watch films and stuff like that. Yeah. 
and I don't know what film it was, but that was one of the adverts right at the beginning. Jesus. Yeah. Do you know what is right? Quite annoying actually. I was watching. Um, I think it was Storage Hunters the other day or something like that, and um, it was they literally opened a locker. Looked inside of it and went, oh my god, and then Abbott's came straight on. I was like, are you kidding me? I want to know what's in there. I'll do this. <laughs> That's why they do it. I'm going to wait five minutes. <laughs> Those are purposely placed. Yeah. So like I've been watching a, a YouTube video and it does the same thing. I'm like, oh, the bit I've been watching this video for. I bet. Yeah. yeah. It's on Facebook as well. Where it's like, and then they see this. Yeah. Bet 24. Fuck off. Fuck off. I. I. I understand it and I hate it all in yeah. all in one. Yeah. I get you and I respect yeah. you, but fuck yeah. you. Yeah. Like, I understand you're not making money otherwise, but fuck Yeah. You. Fuck you. Um frying pans? Frying pan. Oh those frying pans. Are you looking for frying pans? Look at all those frying pans. Yeah, no, no, nothing's come up about frying pans yet, but we've got time. Absolutely. Let it run its algorithm. Frying pan. Me and you work in a phone shop, and the amount of times I've had a, a customer come in and go, do any of these phones listen to you? Oh, yeah. Go, yeah, they all have that capability. And then this one went to me. Well, I don't want them listening to me. I went, what conversations are you having that you don't <laughs> want them listening to you? What is that? That is an inflatable sloth. Download. For download. <laughs> How are you feeling about download while we're on this little... May I'm really looking forward yeah. to download. The weather's not looking good, but... It's not. Download. No, let's not have uh, 2016. That. I think I need a poncho as well. Like I'm a no-fielding, mighty boosh. Yeah, yeah. Poncho. The mighty boosh. Never feel in a bad mood in a, a poncho. That's what <laughs> I've been told. Exactly. And it's my birthday. I mean, so we're I'm all dressing up as up. nuns. Yeah, we are. Are you actually? Yeah. yeah. Got our nun costume. <laughs> oh, Matt! <laughs> that is the first one. I mean, we normally do birthday, <laughs> but yeah, go on. If you want to say that. Oh, my God. <laughs> this has probably been the silliest podcast, just <laughs> collectively as a three we've ever done. Yeah. Like with Smith, it was ridiculous. We should have done but... this drug. That would have been <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We will do a podcast drunk, guys. We will oh. do a Drunk cast. We should have done it the Tudor the other week. Oh, we need to do one after uh, your gig. You've got a gig yes. coming up with the Tudor, haven't you? Yes. Uh, do you want to... When is that? It is the 20th of July. We are playing a all-day festival at the Tudor in Wigan. It is the first gig there ever. How much tickets Since it reopened. It's free. It's free. Free fucking music. What well, other excuse do you want, man? Good drinks. Good music, food as well, mate. They, they do good uh, chip bombs. Damn good chip bombs. And they have a nice beer selection. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Stu. Yeah. <laughs> we have a beer friend who is very stubborn about this. Wigan's very young. 